Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time frame you're listening to this official podcast, this is your boy, Brother D, with another one, a Generational Changes official podcast. I like using that phrase that DJ Khaled uses in his songs <laughs> sometimes. Um, today, we're back. Well, I am back with another word. Um, amen. Um and amen. I'm excited about the word. And as you all know, this podcast is all about, you know, God's message to his people. Um, and it's, of course, it's about intercession. And you all know the theme here. You know, we do things inspirational and spiritual. Um, just wanting to encourage the body of Christ um, and come on here and pray, you know. Um, and so, you know, what today's topic is going to be a little different. The flow is going to be a little different. Amen. Um, we're going to be reintroducing repentance prayer, salvation prayer, and we're also going to be renouncing some things. And we're going to be also including some renouncing prayers. Amen. Because we got to go forward in this season. We got to go forward in this season. So, what a little will do, let's go ahead and read this um, theme scripture that uh, we have. And it's coming from, of course, 1 Peter 2 and 9, the New Living Translation. And it basically says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Amen and amen. And we're very happy that he did. We're ecstatic that he brought us out of the dark that we were in. Amen. And now we can walk in his light. Um, <clears throat> and amen. So um, we're going to pray real quickly and then we're going to jump on in. Amen. So let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. Father God, we give you the glory. We give you the praise and we give you the honor. Lord God, we thank you for your word, God, that keeps us, that covers us. Father God, that points us in the right direction, Lord. Lord God, I pray that we will keep your words close to our heart in the name of Jesus and close to our ears in the name of Jesus. That we won't just be hearers of your word, but once we become hearers, we are responsible for what we have heard. And now you want us to become doers of your word. So, Father God, I thank you. Father God, my prayer in this moment, Lord God, is that you will hide me behind the cross that you will speak through me what you want your sons and daughters to hear. That they will not hear my voice, but that they will hear the voice of the good shepherd, which is you, Lord. So, Father, I thank you. I give you praise, Lord God. Give us an awaking, an awaking word today, Lord God, that will wake us up spiritually in the name of Jesus. So that we can, Lord God, go forward and be who you have called us to be. So, Father God, and do what you have called us to do. So, Father, I thank you. I give you praise. I give you glory. I give you honor. And it's in your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen and amen. So, guys, today's word is not perfect, 
but persistent. Not perfect, but persistent. Amen. And that's the word for today. And of course, today's scripture is going to be coming out of Galatians 6, chapter 6, verse 9. We're going to be coming out of the King James Version Bible. Amen. And amen. And amen. So let me give you the definition real quickly. And then we're going to get on in it. So persistent basically means continuing firmly or in a course of action and split of difficulty or opposition. Continue to exist or endure over a prolonging period. Okay? So we're going to be talking about that right there a little bit today. So, and actually... I'm going to read Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 through 10. But we're going to, of course, be coming from verse 9. Amen. In the name of this particular chapter right here, of course, is we harvest what we plant. So let's read. Amen. And amen. Dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens and in this way, obey the law of Christ. Verse 3. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Verse 4. Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. Verse 5, 
For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Verse 6. Those who are taught the word of God should provide for their teachings. Sharing all good things with them. Seven. Don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Verse 8. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Now, verse nine, this is where we're going to this is where the meat is going to be coming from. So let not get tired of doing what is good. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. Listen to me, believers. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. I'm going to say it one more time. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. If we don't give up, underline those three words if you can. If we don't give up, verse 10, therefore, whenever we have to, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Wow, 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 wow. That whole entire... That's why I read that. Had to read it because it was so much good stuff that was going on in that whole entire... That whole entire... And all of those verses that I just read, there was so much good stuff going on. Amen. So let's get on into it. When you were first born, when you was brought into this world, when you came out of your mother's womb, of course, you were born into a world of sin. S-I-N. Sin. We were all born into a world of sin where there was so much chaos going on in the world. And as you guys, even now, look around in the world, sin, sin, sin. This is Sin City, baby. This is Sin, Sin City. Most definitely Sin, Sin City. This is Sin, Sin City, my brother. This is Sin, Sin City, my sister. Okay? We're living, we see sin daily. Whether it comes down to greed, to unforgiveness, to murder, to rape, to molestation, to sexual immorality, to envy, to hatred, to unforgiveness, rebellious, witchcraft, witchcraft being prayed over behind the pulpit, which that should not happen. It's sin 
everywhere you go. Everywhere you go. And it is. But I want to encourage because it's not so more that we're talking about sin today, but we're talking about the things that we go through as people of God. And I know a lot of us right now are in our own sacred condition. Where some of us don't know if we can go forward. And some of us don't know if we're stuck. We don't know what to do. We don't know whether to turn left or right. We don't know which way to go. Sometimes when we really say, Father, I want to hear a word from you, we really don't mean it because we're scared to hear what the Father is going to say. We're scared. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, not even a couple of weeks ago, the other day, I was talking to my bishop, you know, and, and of course, you know, he was, you know, very, 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 very real with, real with me because he is real a lot. But he was telling me about the man that was laying in John chapter five. I read the whole entire scripture and chapter. And he gave me new revelation as I was reading it. But sometimes we get so caught in reading it so quickly to where sometimes we need to know how to read it slowly because God is sent God's son us there, not for us just to read it, just to read it, but he wants to give us new revelation. Whenever you go back to a scripture, God Gives you new revelation. He gives you new understanding. He reveals something new every single time. And I mean, I know about the story about the lame man. But we can't be the lame man. One thing that we have to realize is God has given us power. The word of God even tells us that when we receive the Holy Spirit, we receive power. Just paraphrasing what it says. We receive great power. And sometimes we can be our very own worst enemy. Because when we come to a place where we have either sinned or messed up, we want to automatically go into a dark place. And it's not always healthy. It's never healthy at back to go into that dark place because in that dark place is where the enemy has plenty of space to talk to you, to mumber lies in your ear. And sometimes we tend to believe. And then we sing songs like the devil is a liar. God is exalted. But then we tend to believe the lie that the enemy is saying. Most of the time, the enemy tells you guys stuff like this. You'll never amount to anything. You'll never be nothing. You ain't nobody. God doesn't love you. God hates you. I bet you you kill yourself right now. 
you'll go to heaven. I bet you kill yourself right now. They'll find another Matthew. They'll find another John. They'll find another Jacob. They'll find another Joseph. They'll find another Terrell, another uh, um, Carol. They'll find another um, 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 Bell. They'll find another Deshaun. You know? But those are all lies. We as a people of God will never understand how God really, really feels about us because we're so into pleasing other people or we're so into finding validation from other people when all we need is the validation from Jesus Christ himself. We look for love in the wrong places and every time we think we got the love of somebody, they end up hurting us. Nobody can't love us and do us the way that the Lord Jesus can do us. There's a song that they used to sing back then, and I'm pretty sure none of you probably won't guess it, but I just gave you a, a, a little part of it. And the song says, can't nobody do me like Jesus. Can't nobody love me like Jesus. Can't nobody rock me like Jesus. Those are just some parts that they will add in it. Nobody can do me can do you like Jesus can. Nobody can make a way like Jesus can. And sometimes we as people of God, we forget about Jesus. I know I do. I'm telling the truth today. I know I do. Because whenever I find myself in the same situation that I put myself in a couple of days ago, I forget how big my, how big my God is. I forget about how big Jesus is. And instead of me telling my situation about my God, which is Jesus Christ, I tell my God about my situation. Expecting God to do everything while I just sit back. But see, we have to do everything. We have to learn how to quicken our resistance. And I remember before I started coming to the church that I go to now, which is an amazing church. I love my church. I was going to a different church. It was an apostolic church, just like the church I go to is apostolic. And my spiritual mother at the time, one of my spiritual mothers at the time, because I had a lot of them, just like I had a lot of spiritual fathers, she gave me a word that basically says, quicken your resistance. One thing I can say is James chapter 4 verse 7 has been with me and is still with me. Because a lot of us, We struggle in this area of quickening quickening our resistance, having self-control. Because we're so used to doing what we used to do, to when it's time to do something different, it's hard for us to catch on. We catch on, but we catch on at a slow pace. We're not used to doing this. Because we're so used to doing that, but we're not so used to doing this. But we don't want to do that anymore that we're used to doing. We want to do this, something that we're not used to doing. But we need to learn how to get used to doing. That's when we ask for the help of the Holy Spirit. And I know some of you are in a place right now where you're like, God, how long is this going to go on? How long am I going to continue to do this? I'm doing so much good. And, 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 and every time I turn around, this happens to me. 
what the word just said. We can't stop doing good. We got to keep doing good. It doesn't matter how much it may hurt. It doesn't matter how much it may feel. We must continue to do good. And as we continue to put more time in doing good, I believe in my spirit and I believe by faith that the thing that we was doing that was tripping us up will begin to become detached from us. Because we don't want to sin against God. We don't like sinning against God because God is against sin. He is. God can't contend with sin. He doesn't like sin. He hates sin. And we don't want to live in sin. We don't want to continue to do something that's going to keep us from being able to be used. All of us want to be used by God. I know I do. I don't know one Christian that don't want to be used by God. I want to be used by God. And I do. But I don't want to be used by God to take advantage of God by by stabbing him in the back, by running back to that pleasure that is no good and means no good to me. I want to be detached from that sinful pleasure that pleases the flesh and not the spirit. I want God to show me how to walk by the spirit and abandon the flesh. That's what I really, really want. And at the end of the day, I know what I'm pleasing, but I know what I want. I want what God wants because I want him to be pleased. I want him to be exalted in my life. I want him to get the glory out of my life. And see, some of us, we see more bad that we've done than good. That what keeps us from going forward. Well, God, I don't, I don't know, you know, if your hand is really upon me because I keep, I keep on messing up. When are we going to learn how to look at the good and think of the reward that we will get when we continue to do good? Maybe we need to start thinking about stuff like that, not just for reward, but, 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 but God and what, and what He can do for us. And maybe that, uh, and maybe that'll make us say, well, when when temptation comes up on us or something like that, oh, I can't do that. I can't entertain that because I got work to do for the kingdom of God. Yes, the Father has given us a way of escape because the Father never brings temptation upon us. Most of the time, we bring it upon ourselves because of what we're putting in front of us. Or what we are allowing to go in our ears or in our eyelids, our eyeballs. Well, we have to learn how to wake up. And then the end of that says, don't give up. In this season, the Lord wants us to be consistent. If we are to be faithful to prayer, if we're, if we're supposed to be dedicated to prayer, dedicated to being his word, dedicated to spending time with him, we got to. Because if you guys can't see it, it is so much spiritual stuff that is going on in this world. Everything that Jesus told his 12 disciples of the signs, they're happening And we, as a people, we have to stop 
slipping. We have to make a decision that says, God, I am not doing this anymore. Help me. I don't care. We have to be up at 12 in the morning in prayer, whatever we got to do to get to where God wants us to go. We got to do it. Because I don't know about you, but I didn't get baptized for the second time. I didn't receive the spirit of the Lord and the gifts of the Lord. I'm not on here just to, you know, minister to you all or be on social media doing prayers and encouragement. I didn't do all of that just to get a one-way ticket to hell. I want to begin to live a life that is pleasing unto the Lord. I want to live a lifestyle of worship, a lifestyle of praise, a lifestyle of prayer, a lifestyle of consecration, a lifestyle of holiness and righteousness. And it's time that the church, the body of Christ, it's time that we start living holy and living righteous. I said this twice and I'm going to say it again. I remember one day when I was on my way from home, the Lord spoke to me and he said to me, it doesn't matter if you sing, it doesn't matter if you preach, it doesn't matter if you pray, if, it doesn't matter what you do concerning the kingdom of God. If you're not living holy, if you're not living righteous, you're doing it in vain. And it was confirmation in a dream that I had one night. Because one of my gifts that the Lord has given me is a dreamer like Joseph was. It was even confirmed also in that dream, that very same thing that I know I heard the spirit of the Lord saying. And we got to live holy. We got to stop trying to get close to the world. We can't live worldly. The world does not like us. The world hates us. Why? Because we choose to follow Jesus Christ. Why? Because we chose to lay our life down for Jesus Christ. Why? Because we choose to preach Jesus Christ. We choose to sing Jesus Christ. We choose to live and follow Jesus Christ. The world doesn't like us. So why do we want to be of the world Why? When the world doesn't like us, why you think they stop people from, you know, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ in California? Because the world does not like us. Because of who we are. They want worldly things. They want sexual immorality. They want... You know, they want rape. They want murder. They want all of these sinful things. They don't want what God offers. Sodom and Gomorrah didn't want what God offers. That's why they kept living in sin. In the days of Noah, they didn't want what God offers because they were doing what they wanted to do. They kept living in sin. They didn't want what God offers. The Egyptians around Moses' time, they didn't want what God offers because they was loving what their false pagan God offered them. But it was the God of Abraham, the God of Jacob, and the God of Isaac that delivered the Hebrews 
out of bondage. And God wants to deliver us out of bondage. He wants us to have spiritual sight so that the blinders can come off of our eyes. He wants to deliver us out of depression, out of anxiety, out of thinking suicidal. Because the enemy wants to keep us from our purpose. Because he already knows once we find out our purpose in God, we are unstoppable. He can't do anything. That's why I believe that, yes, the women are important, but also the men need to become more important. Yes, women go through things, but men also go through things. You got men that have been raped. You got men that have been molested. You got men that have been been taken advantage of. You got men that deals with depression and anxiety. That's why I believe that we need to start having men gatherings. Just like they have the women that are loose, we need to have men that need to be loosed. So they can be shot up spiritually until what, until what God has called them to do. And from my knowledge and my understanding, there are more women that are involved in church and doing more in the kingdom than men. That's just how I see it. I could be wrong, but that's just how I see it. But in this season, my brothers and sisters, I want us to continue to be consistent. God wants us. And this is, and this is not me telling you to be consistent. This is God wanting us to be consistent because I got to be consistent myself. We all got to be consistent. We got to treat each other with respect, with humility, with love. We can't be singing, treat everybody right in the song that I believe Pastor Donnie McClurkin has, but then we treating people any kind of way, any certain kind of way. You got to be consistent in how you treat people. You can't treat people any kind of way. You go to churches where they treating their brothers and sisters like they're nothing. Then you got some that, you know, they'll smile on your face but talk to you, talk about you behind your back. We got to be consistent in how we treat each other. We got to be consistent when it comes to prayer, to worship. It doesn't matter how you feel. God doesn't care if you're mad, angry, or a step. He, st- he still wants to hear you. But what do we do? We run to our pastors. Not saying there's anything wrong with that. And we run to our friends and family members when God is sitting there like, I'm right here. I want to talk to you. Because at the end of the day, they're going to direct you to him anyway. So why not make him your first option? So you can already get what you need from God. In this season, brothers and sisters, we cannot forgive. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep doing good. 
Because there are prayers that need to be prayed. There are souls that need to be turned to the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to learn how to yield our souls to God. Because there's a work that God has to do in us so that we can go out and do what God has called us to do. God has called us to be what? Fishers of men. One of my favorite scriptures says that when we continue to lift up the name of Jesus, the Father will draw all men to us. Draw all men to him, not to us. And I don't know about you, but I want people to be drawn to God. I'm tired of me. And I know that you are tired of you. And I've come to a place in my life where I'm getting tired of me getting in the way of what God is trying to do in me. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. For years and years and years. You go through that stage where you're just tired of going through the same old, same old, same old, same old, same old. And you're at that point in life where you're saying, Father, I need your help. Father, I need you to do what I cannot do. Father, I need you to lift me up. Father, I need you to encourage me. Father, I need you Father, I need there to be more of you and less of me. Because you want the Father to take in control. You don't want to do it anymore. Because you already knew, you already know that every time you try to do it, you're going to mess up, you're going to fall. So you're crying out to the Father. You're crying out that He would restore the years, that He will turn, turn around whatever condition or situation that you are in. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep pressing. Like Apostle James Pickney said, keep fighting on to see what the end is going to be. We can't give up. We got to keep doing good. We can't give up. Even in the top of that chapter, it says, encourage your brothers and sisters. Not condemn them, not judge them. And not only that, but we got to stop condemning our own self. One thing that I struggle with is I'm always condemning myself, but I have to learn how to stop doing that. And we have to encourage each other. And even when we don't have each other at that very moment, we, to encourage each other, we have to encourage ourselves. Even if we don't feel it. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than victorious. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. I am a lender, not a borrower. 
my household and myself walk in total victory. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God has redeemed me. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. God has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I am the royal priesthood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a chosen generation. I am a son of God. I am a daughter of God. I am a king's kid, a king's child. I am the sheep and Jesus Christ is the good shepherd. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because the Lord is with me. His rod and his staff comforts me. We have to learn how to get to that place where we Read those scriptures that our grandmama or our granddaddy taught us. And actually, I want to read this scripture now that I just got finished reading. Psalms 23. And it says so perfectly and so profound. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. And this is the NLT version. He leads me in rest. He lets me rest in the green mellows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. There we go. I'm getting it right. (laughs) He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path. Bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. Or as Dorinda says, player haters. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house. Of the Lord forever. Prayers like that. Prayers like that. Scriptures like that. That we were brought. Up upon. We got to allow Holy Spirit to bring those back to our memory. Because it's scriptures and prayers like that, that still have power. That still has connections 
to the issues and problems that we are facing today. That brings us to our knees and allows us to lift up our hands and just say, you are the great shepherd, oh God. Yes, I mess up. Yes, I'm a sinner, but Lord, you have an expected end for me. So, Lord, I lay my life down for you and I repent of my sins. And I ask that you will fill me with your spirit. Hallelujah. Fill me. Because I'm tired. I don't even know why I continue to fight on my own. Because every time I do it, I lose every single time. Every single time. Every single time. So, Father God, I'm giving it to you. I'm laying it down at the altar. I'm giving it to you. I'm giving you the spirit of unforgiveness. I'm giving you this burden of low self-esteem. Whatever you are dealing with or struggling with, give it to him. Give it to him. Give it to him. And let him turn your situation around. Because, guys, we're getting ready to walk into the greatest time That Christians are going to be needed. That brothers and sisters of God, that children of God are going to be needed. Because persecution is now on a high. It's rampant crazy now. And we have to put our feelings, our selfish desires, our selfish needs aside. And we have to learn how to be awake. We have to become persistent. No, we're not perfect. We will never be perfect. The only one that's perfect is the Lord Jesus Christ. So stop trying to be perfect because we are not going to be perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We can't be perfect. And for those people that think that Christians are supposed to be perfect because we are children of God, that's a fairy tale. That's a myth. And that's a lie. We are never going to be perfect. God has never called us to be perfect. He's called us to be persistent. Because God knows that we can't be perfect. We're not perfect. We're never going to be perfect. We're not. Even those that have walked with Christ for a long time, they're not perfect. They're just walking in holiness and righteousness. Amen. And amen. So I just want to encourage you all today. To keep doing good, no matter what, no matter what your head comes against, no matter what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with, keep doing good. Keep crying out to God, asking God to deliver you, and let there be a purging that happens. And don't leave that area, that 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 posture, until you hear from God or until God does something. Because sometimes we pray too quickly and we get out too quickly and the Lord wants to speak. Remember, prayer is a two-way conversation. And I come to the point where I don't even want to pray, Father. I don't even want to speak. I just want to sit here and wait for you to speak. 
Because what you got to say is way more important than what I got to say. Okay? And that's where I am at. Amen and amen. And, 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 and just don't give up. Don't give up. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So in this moment, I want to... Bring back up the prayer of repentance. Amen. And amen. And I want us to pray this prayer. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. And I just want y'all to repeat me. I'm going to be praying it also. Because once again, this isn't just for y'all. This is also for me. But let's say this together. Heavenly and almighty God. I come before you humble and sorrowful. Aware of my sin. And ready to repent. Lord, forgive me for I have sinned before you. Wash away my sin. Purify me. And help me to turn from this sin. Lead me in. Lead me to walk in your way. Excuse me. Instead, leaving behind my old life and starting a new life in you. In Jesus' name, amen. And then you can also do it on your own. I'm going to give you five um, steps real quick of repentance. And this is just what I found online. And these steps are, of course, we must recognize our sins to repent. We must admit to ourselves that we have sinned. We must feel sorrowful of our sins. We must forsake our sins. We must confess our sins. We must forgive others. We must keep the commandments of God. And I know that was probably more than five. And then, of course, this is another prayer of repentance. Father, I am asking forgiveness to those around me who have contributed to my mistake. Help me forgive them. As you forgive me, Lord, I promise to do better in walking in Jesus' light. Thank you for your sacrifice that allows me another chance of redemption. Amen. And now let's pray 
the prayer of salvation. And then that's going to be something else I'm going to say after this. And then um, we're going to find us a renounce, renouncing prayer. Okay, so repeat this one after me, you guys. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sin and invite you to come into my life and heart. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And actually, I was going to pull up a renunciation prayer, but I don't have to do that. We all know how to renounce some things. So I'm just going to pray this. Amen. And after that, I'm done. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I come before you as humbly as I know how to, Lord God. Lord God, repenting of my sins and receiving salvation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I give you glory. I give you praise. And so, Father God, today, we, your sons and daughters, Lord God, we renounce every demonic contract. We renounce every demonic relationship, every demonic covenant. We renounce every demonic marriage that we, Father God, have obtained since birth in the name of Jesus. So, Lord God, if any of us was in a relationship was or married or committed or worshipped the, Lord God, the spirits of fornication, of adultery, Father God, of sexual immorality, period, Lord God, of homosexuality, of lesbianism, whatever kind of spirit, Lord God, of greed, of anger, of hatred, Lord God, Whatever it was, Lord God, we denounce those contracts. We we denounce those relationships. We we denounce those soul ties, those marriages. We denounce everything that is not like you that we came into agreement with, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father God, even if we came into agreement with witchcraft, voodoo, Lord God, idol worship, Lord God, adultery, cheating on you, Lord God, sleeping with the enemy, Lord God. We denounce those soul ties. We denounce those contracts, Lord God. We denounce anything that is not like you. And Lord God, we pledge allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ now, right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, I pray that you will renew our minds. That we will get into the word of God. That our minds will be soaked in your word in the name of Jesus, Father God. That we will stay in your word. That we will be studiers of your word. That we will be doers of your word. That we will become hearers of your word in the name of Jesus. That we will live according to your word. That we will live holy. That we will live righteous before you. Lord God, knowing that we're not perfect, but Lord God, help us to be consistent in everything that we do in the name of Jesus when it comes down to serving you, Lord God. 
So, Father God, we give you glory. Father God, we give you praise and we bless your name. And, Lord God, we pray that you would forgive us of our sins, of our nasty, disgusting deeds that we did that were unholy and unrighteous, Father God. Forgive us, O Lord. Forgive us, forgive us. Forgive us, O Lord. Forgive us, Father. Forgive us, Father God, for we know not what we do. The same words that Jesus used when he was on Calvary, being crucified, Lord God. Forgive us, O God, for we know not what we do, O God. But, Lord God, help us to move forward, Lord God, in victory. Help us to move forward knowing that we are more than conquerors. Help us to move forward. Help us, Lord God, to not give up, to keep doing good in the name of Jesus, Father God, to live the way that you have called us to live. Father God, help us, Lord God, to forgive our parents, Lord God, to forgive our aunties, our uncles, our cousins, our supervisors, our bosses, Lord God. Any person that did us wrong, Lord God, any person that took advantage of us, any person that raped us, molested us, Lord God, even those that bullied us, Lord God, forgive us, Lord. And, Lord God, we forgive them in the name of Jesus. Because, Lord God, we understand that it's really for us. So, Father God, I thank you now. Father God, I give you the glory and I give you the praise. And, Lord God, whatever scream, whatever, Lord God, open doorway, open gateway, any types of connection, That is demonic. Hallelujah. Father God, I pray now that the fire of God will destroy, will destroy, excuse me, those demonic connections, those demonic soul ties, those demonic gateways, those demonic portals in the name of Jesus. That the fire of God will destroy those in the name of Jesus right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now in the name of Jesus. That we will walk in a different mind perspective. That we will walk in clarity. That we will walk in understanding, Lord God, of the Lord. Knowledge of the Lord. Wisdom of the Lord. That we will no longer walk with our head down. But that we will walk with our head up. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, if there's people in our lives that are not supposed to be there, Lord God, we pray that you would remove those connections now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Place people in our lives that's going in the same direction. They may have a different assignment from you, but in the same direction that we're going in. So, Father God, I give you glory. Father God, I give you praise, and I bless your holy name for what you are doing, Lord. Father God, we bless you. And we exalt you. And it's in your name, Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Glory to God. Glory to the Most High God. Amen. Well, guys, I want to thank you again for allowing me to have 55 to almost 56 minutes of your time today. But I pray that this um, really, 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 really touched you really, really, really blessed you, that it sparked a fire in you that'll make you want to keep going and pushing on. The Bible tells us that if we suffer with him, we will reign with him. So what you're going through is not in vain. Hallelujah. 
You're going to reign with God. You're going to reign with him. Amen. So just know that. So you guys have a awesome Saturday. I know it's supposed to rain today, but hey, let God's light shine in you. Amen. And I just pray that you all have a wonderful and blessed day. Please share this message with someone because this is a different kind of message, but it came at the right time and in the right time. Will you guys be blessed in Jesus name? Amen.